in life come when you simply refuse to give up. On a mission so strong that obstacles like failure and loss only act as motivation. I mean like, no one has the power to shatter your dreams unless you give it to them. Yeah, I go from tragedy to majesty. The victory has been woven into my tapestry. My adversary's not cut from the same flag as me. That's why the champion's gonna be who it has to be. This ain't the type of opportunity that just appears. I made it here because I shed blood, sweat, and tears. To get the title, I forever have my sights on. This is where I become an American icon. Yeah. If you a champion, show me you a champion. If you a champion, show me you a champion. The real champion gets moved like this. Welcome to a brand new King of Underground Media. I am T-Rex. We are in the building, broadcasting South Atlanta, outside the Auburn, Alabama area. Salute the Desert Storm Radio and also the team, co-CEO, lovely wife, Wendy, DJ Dunye, Casey, and the main event, we are the Live by Terrence Network. I hope everybody enjoyed their 4th of July Especially down here in the south, it feels very good, pretty hot and humid. Humid heat is different than the other heat in the country. It gets on your skin, skin gets oily, sweating a lot. It's like instant sweat as soon as you step out the house. It's very crazy. We got a special guest coming up at the bottom of the hour, hopefully. Again, we are the Live by Terrence Network. This is King Underground Media. Special shout-out to the Hype Magazine, Voices of Hip Hop, also College Underground Radio, the team at Desert Storm, DJ Clue, Seas, Culture, Fenster Baby, DJ All-Star, Grand Official, A-Star, everybody that's rocking with Desert Storm, the Desert Storm boys are in the building. We got a lot of things coming up this week. Tomorrow night, we will be in Atlanta, kicking it with the Hype Magazine, seeing the legendary Silk the Shocker. Was a big, I was a big fan of No Limits back in the 90s and early 2000s. Master P, he did a, a very revolutionary thing in music, independent. It's like all this artist hit gold or they hit, they hit platinum and you don't get that a lot from just one record label and on top of that an independent record label I'm looking forward to seeing Silk the Shocker tomorrow night at the Red Martini downtown Atlanta, Georgia y'all make sure you check check us out Storm Radio will be in the building live by Terrence Network the Hype Magazine Fleet DJs the list go on and on. Also looking forward to meeting Woe. We played one of their songs, their new song, No One, on our podcast last week. And definitely looking forward to chopping up with them. They're going to be there in attendance. We're going to be talking about two movies my wife and I watched this week during the holiday week the holiday weekend, people enjoying their families, barbecuing. We watch movies. (laughs) And we we also eat barbecue as well. But we decided to watch some movies. And our children, they went to see this movie called Get Out a couple of months ago when it came out, hit the theaters. We're not really theater people. We kind of just sit around and wait for it to come out on Netflix, Hulu, or maybe even on on that, that Cody there. <laughs> but anyway, who watched that movie? And I know commentary that I have heard from the movie, some, it, it, it's, some of it just not right, in my opinion. 
people were talking about black and white, black guy dates white girl, or black man versus uh, date white woman, and she take him up to go meet her family. That's what people were seeing. That's the surface level of the movie. And, of course, it was just weird stuff that went on. Somehow they transferred brain to uh, black people's bodies because they, people were more superior in terms of strength and endurance and ability. And they were like the norm or the trend today. And, of course, I didn't watch the movie when it first came out, and I saw a lot of commentary or posts from it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram about the racial overtones of the movie. I get that. If you just among the most in this country or, or the world, I say about probably about 97% probably really did see that. Like, oh, man, this black man don't need to be dating that white woman because her family don't like black people and so forth. That's what the media want to keep sublimely putting in our minds every day. That is a black and white thing in anything. I understand our ancestors, what they went through. 300 plus years ago and how they had it bad. They got taken away from a land that they knew to an unknown land. But it's 2017 and we can't think like that. If we continue to think like that, we will never progress a human race. And I want to give you a different angle on the movie Get Out and not necessarily talk about Get Out. My interpretation of Get Out, we was watching a blueprint. I want y'all to understand is a blueprint of how Hollywood and the mainstream media are brainwashing the masses. And it's just not a black thing. It's not a white thing or oriental or whatever nationality or ethnic group you come from. It is a soul thing. It is a mind control thing that I got out of the movie. At first when I was watching the movie, I was like, man, this is crazy. How everybody was nice. He was wondering why a couple of black people that was in the movie, how they was just very nonchalant and very gentle. Come to find out, they were all hypnotized to thinking at a certain way, a.k.a. being brainwashed. So as I watched the movie, I told my wife, I said, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. They are actually giving the public the blueprint on how to manipulate the mass people that is consumed to the product that you are getting from the music, from the TV, magazines, social media, so on and so on. They gave us the blueprint. It ain't just about black and white. It ain't just about being crazy. This movie was pretty much demonic, and it was showing you how evil people or evil spirits can work. They gave us that. They really gave us the blueprint on how that works. Stuff that goes on in this country is just surface level. 
They know how to get to us by always making it a black and white issue. Once you put that out there, we're going to eat it up. It's going to uh, uh, consume our news coverages. And we out here marching up and down the road and streets and trying to riot media manipulation of our brain. And I am the king of underground media, and I'm going to give you the news that is not told or seen in plain sight in the mass media or the mainstream media. Sitting outside, poolside, of course. We might have some little feedback here, but it's okay. It's all good. We got more coming up. Stay tuned. William, William M. Holla. Love by Terrence. The Holla family. DJ Clue. Dizzle Storm. Man, please. Understand what you Get your mind right. For Marcy. Uh-huh. Love by Terrence. Underground Media. I am T-Rex with the Live by Terrence Network. We are on Desert Storm Radio. 
We are the best talk radio show from Alabama to the world, including promotional event announcements, interviews, and, of course, King of Underground Media content for the listening audience. We was talking about Get Out, the movie, and I was just pulling some of the symbolism from it. It's very serious, y'all. It's very serious to be educated on what's really going on. I don't watch a lot of stuff, and I really don't listen to a lot of stuff either. And I'm only speaking on behalf of T-Rex. I don't speak on behalf of Desert Storm Radio or the Live by Terrence Network. Because everybody have their own opinion. That's fine. Fine as wine. Nothing to worry about. Not going to hate you. Still going to love you. I love everybody. That's the way I was raised. But at the same time, we got to be conscious. We got to be conscious of what's going on around us. The second movie that we had watched was called Focus. It had Will Smith in it, Margot Robbie. She was in it as well. Great movie. Pretty much the movie was about being focused. Be aware of your surroundings because so much stuff is going on. There's so much moving parts to what is going on in our lives. We got to be aware of what's going on. And one good example of that movie was when he was at a uh, football game, and he ran into this other guy. He was a, a rich dude, and they both were gambling back and forth with each other. So they were saying they was betting on um, if the dude was going to make a field goal or a guy was going to catch the ball or drop the ball or next play going to be a run or pass play. So Will Smith had walked in there with $1.2 million dollars and he was losing. He was losing some of the money. He started out to bet real low, like $10 or whatever. And then went up to 1000 and then 10000 and then 100000 And then he decided to lay all of it on the, on the table, $1.2 So he laid that on there. He lost that to another bet. So the way he got him back was he knew of the dude. So he conditioned the dude's mind on this bet. He told him to get the binoculars, look on the field, and pick any jersey number and keep that number to yourself. And they was going to guess what number he chose. Okay, that's very hard. But you got hundreds of players on both teams on the field, and you pick one player number, that's very hard. The odds are very, very against you to be able to guess what number that person picked. But this is how he got them. And this is how the world gets us when we watch shows or we go into events or just everyday life. He conditioned his mind for this certain number. So everywhere he went, even though he wasn't consciously focused on this particular number, the number was all around him the whole time. The chandelier had that number on it. There was a, a protest going on outside of the stadium. person was holding up a board, and it had that number on it. It was also on the elevator. Even the music was playing it wasn't mentioning it was, it was it wasn't mentioning the number in English, it was mentioning the number in Mandarin. So all that time they were conditioning his mind so for Will Smith to make this bet to get his money back. So when they gave him the binoculars to feel his subconscious mind kicked in because he had heard or sublimely heard that number going off in his head when he was looking on the field and he saw that number that he wanted to pick in which Will Smith and his girlfriend in the movie knew. So he mentioned the words, hold on, I'm sorry, the number 55, which Will Smith already knew that. And so he had asked his girlfriend to guess what number that the dude had picked. So she was looking around 
and she was like, she was real nervous because she was about to have to pay $2 million because it was a double or nothing bet. So, so happened, they looked on the field, and one of the con artists that they were already working with, he was on the field, and he had on his jersey number 55. So it was all planned and set up. And when she mentioned the number 55, the dude just was so happily disappointed. He was very happy, but like, man, how in the world did you know that I had that number in mind? So to go from there, we are all subliminally programmed all the time. We watch these shows. Things are always flashing at us. So then we get put in a situation not even thinking about remembering the subliminal stuff that's in our subconscious mind, and we're going to react to the subliminal that we might have seen on a show or a Jay-Z song or anything. And it would trigger us to think that. So really, that comes to question, are we really thinking for ourselves even though we have the freedom to think. That's a great question to pose to the public. Are we really thinking for ourselves? If we've got all these subliminal messages going on in the commercials, people around us, we really don't know. We really don't know if we're really thinking for ourselves. Our thinking is being constructed from a subliminal message or a subliminal image, and we think we are thinking for ourselves, but are we really? Are we really thinking for ourselves? That's a good question to ask yourself, because we really don't know. I could be saying, what I'm saying now could have already been subliminally put in my mind by watching Dateline or 2020 or listening to somebody else. And not really saying word for word what they're saying, but just the environment they are in, I could have subliminally pulled that for me to say this today, even from watching those movies. Those movies could have conditioned me to be talking about this stuff, which I am using those movies as an example. It makes you wonder. It's kind of scary, though, because I don't know for real if we are really thinking for ourselves. We feel like we are because we don't have any pressure or somebody beside us telling us this is what, how you need to think and this is what you need to say. We are already programmed to say this stuff and don't even really know it. That's why you got to become a free thinker. You got to think outside the box. You can't always believe what you see in the book. Sometimes ask a question. Even though you might see in plain writing as the text has has been peered by numerous of scholars, there's never anything wrong about asking a question about anything ever. Question authority. Question your parents. Do it all with respect. Question your teachers, your boss. Don't always just sit back and be like, yes, I understand that. Both of those movies, Get Out and Focus, that is very powerful words that we need to live by. Get out and focus. Don't be stuck in a bubble. You got to get out. You got to learn how to be beyond the surface. Of things, and the media has shown its hand. It, they used to be very clever about showing their hand, but they feel like, well, we're just gonna show show the hand, show our hands, and we could throw it on a sitcom where it's, it's a comedy, and people laughing about it. So to get to throw us off, even though we're gonna tell y'all what's really going on. You really don't know what's going on. So they're going to throw some laughter behind it, some jokes, 
that make it look like, oh man, yeah, he, yeah, he or she, they just, they just kidding about that. They ain't talking about anything. They ain't being serious about it. It's on a a comedy show, but you got to think about it. All this stuff is surface to throw us off. Everything has a deeper scale, a deeper layer to what you are actually seeing and hearing. Like right now, we have done TMZ many times. We've been over there doing, doing commentary for TMZ, and I just happened to see them post about why Tupac stopped dating Madonna. And they so-called found this prison letter 20-plus years ago, the reason why he stopped dating Madonna. And this is how the media works. So the, main, so the reason why they say they, they stopped talking because he said she was white. That's how the media works. Now we're going to start all this racial stuff. People are going to come in, well, yeah, he should have done that or shouldn't have done that or she was foolish for doing this and that. That is what the media do. It's sickening. It's very sickening. We're going to pause for station identification. DesertStormRadio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world famous DJ Clue. It makes me sick to my stomach that we can't ever get past that, especially the United States. Soon as everything seems like it's smooth, we just came off of July the 4th. People want to bicker about July the 4th, want to throw Juneteenth in it. Okay, I understand. I know everything about Juneteenth. I'm a Juneteenth editor for this area in Alabama. I do a lot of things. We do a lot of things. We are aware of that. Let people celebrate these holidays without always feeling butthurt about it. Okay, I know 19 or 1776, I know we were still in slavery, our ancestors. But we ain't talking about that right now. We understand that narrative. That narrative that narrative has been written, is in the book, and it's been passed along. It's 2017. Let People enjoy the freedom of America. We all have freedom in this country. Now, it's people that's still under mental slavery. Yes, I know that. And there are still racism that's going on in this country. I know that too. But at the same time, can we just enjoy the day? There is no sense for us to always want to start a fight or make everything about race, especially yesterday. Yesterday was Independence Day. Hell, we could have still been under the British rule, and we still could have been under a lot of things, still could have had slavery going on, but we don't. So why we can't just enjoy today? Today is a different day. Don't ever forget time, but you have to forgive. You have to forgive. Why am I going to go talk, be mad at my neighbor because of what? Their family did 300 years ago. Now, if it was still going on next door, then, yeah, I can address it then. I'm just tired of people being naive and just jumping the gun every time they see a a freaking meme or meme, and then they just got to run with it. It's a holiday. I don't care if it's if this is if it's a Jupiter holiday or Mexican holiday or, or Caucasian holiday or Black holiday, it should not matter. That's what's wrong with us. We're always gonna keep talking about 1676 and 1576 or whatever time it was when our when our ancestors was was tragically put in that situation. And then everybody want to talk about, well, I want to go home. America's not my home. Well, where are you going to go? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Africa, they're going to kill us because we're American. We can't go up north to Canada 
That's not our home. Embrace this. We can change now. We can we can't totally eliminate racism and that kind of thinking, but you can minimize it to the point where it's not even a blip. But the media knows that. The thirteen powerful families of this world knows that, so they were like, "Hey, let's go ahead and throw sprinkle some racism in the news line, news store." People every day, cops kill white people every day. They kill people every day. We know that. Black cops kill black people every day. Black cops kill white people every day, and they kill other people every day. We know that. I don't see everybody marching every time somebody gets gunned down in their neighborhood or some cop in Pennsylvania or South Carolina or Texas. I don't see us marching every day, but wait to the wait to CNN put it on there. Then we act like, oh, we got to go to war. We got to go to war against the man. We got to stop thinking like that. It is it is it is a shame that we are are so educated but dumb at the same time. Thing I want to say, I'm very spiritual, but I am tired of seeing God. So-called godly people, they could go in there and, 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 and quote the Bible and everything all the time, but yet the next post, they want to sit down and racially divide people. You think God likes to divide people like that? And, and, and you and you trying to speak on God's behalf? I get very passionate about this stuff because people need to wake up and think. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. I have interviewed People on Love and Hip Hop. I have been to the events with people from Love and Hip Hop and all these other reality shows. It is a front. The people I've met on Love and Hip Hop don't even act like that in person, outside of the cameras and stuff around. It's all a show. It's all scripted because the writers know, hey, we're going to sprinkle this on here. We're going to make you ratchet. We're going to make you act like money is everything So, because we know we're going to have about 5 million people watching, and you're going to have 5 million people who are going to be like, man, I wish I was like, like Jocelyn and, and everybody else. And you're going to start mimicking what they're doing. All these celebrities and stuff, that they're putting on a front because they get paid millions and millions of dollars in giving all this worldly stuff to sell their soul to bring you down too. Trust me, I know. I have been around celebrities. A lot of them are shy. Pop a Miley in them or you MK ultra them. And then, yeah, they they doing whatever they handlers telling them to do. And you think I'm crazy for saying this, look it up. And I'm speaking on my behalf, not the network behalf, not Desert Storm Radio behalf. I want people to educate themselves because it's very serious, very serious. Jay-Z album came out last week. Everybody went crazy like Christ was back. Everybody was ready to, 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 to put on the robes and bring him in. Yeah, Jay-Z is a, is, is a great musician. But do you really understand what is being said? Yeah, he, he might be empowering people, but do you hear about the adultery and the homosexuality and, and, and greed and the N-word and everything else that's associated with what he's saying? Dealing drugs and oh, oh, you want to clean your money? Okay, go buy a neighborhood, buy your own neighborhood and clean your money. You shouldn't be dealing drugs in the first place. But I know people are, are put in that situation, and they feel like they have to do that to get out. And I understand that. But it, it almost be like he's glorifying that. It's not cool to be a thug. But if you have to be a thug, I can understand that if you're putting in that situation. But it's not cool to be bad. But people want to be bad because you hear all this crap and these songs about twerking this, shaking that, selling this. 
Everybody want to sell their bodies or sell their souls. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. It hurts my heart. We are supposed to be so advanced in our minds, but it's almost like we are digressing. We get bigger, stronger, but we are digressing in the mind because we let technology tell us what to do or control us or communicate. We got to have a phone in our hand in order to communicate. We can't speak our words, speak our mind. Oh, I don't want to offend anybody. You think those people cared back in B.C.? Or the early times of all these wars, Roman wars, and all the way up to the Civil War and stuff, care about other people's feelings? We got to come on. We got to get together. We got to get it together. Because if not, we're going to be the one to kill ourselves. Because we not doing anything but passing garbage down to the next generation. And we sitting back laughing, kicking our feet back, criticizing Kurt on love and hip-hop. How would you feel if you got millions of people at your job standing outside your house telling you how you should feel and what you should do? And you can't even step out and go anywhere because you got 50 people chasing you down high-speed chase to get to the next location so they can get the next $10,000 shot so they can send it to TMZ and to all these other tabloids. How does that really feel? I mean, how, how would you really feel? I won't feel good about it. It just don't make any sense at all. But I am T-Rex of the King Underground Media on the Live by Terrence Network, broadcasting on Desert Storm Radio. We got more coming up. We'll be right back.
DesertStormRadio.com. Welcome back to King Underground Media. I am T-Rex. And I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. The topic of the show does not reflect Desert Storm Radio, Live by Terrence Network, and not even T-Rex. That was personal from me, Terrence, not my DJ name or entertainment name, T-Rex. I just wanted to educate you all on that. Just be aware what's going on. God is good. Seek a happy place. Find your medium where you can be comfortable. It's very important to do that. And I want to give out some shout-outs. I want to give some shout-outs to the Hype Magazine, of course. Definitely going to be out there with the CEO tomorrow night watching Sip the Shocker. I can't wait. I met him before. It's been years ago. Looking forward to jamming to some of, some of his hits from the No Limit days and the things he got going on today. Jared Doby. I don't know if Jared Doby going to be there tomorrow. I know he was mentioning that he was going to be, I think, in New Orleans or out of town, but hopefully he will be there in the A. But Desert Storm Boy is going to be in the building. We're going to be there, the Red Martini, or Alpha Peachtree in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to be there tomorrow night. Also, Saturday, can't wait. We're going to the Back to the 80s concert. That's going to be a little personal getaway with the wifey. We're going to go there, see Dougie Fresh, Slick Rick, Big Daddy Kane. Definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll listen to some of those jams back in the 80s. That's going down at the A also at Wolf Creek Amphitheater. Live Nation is putting it on. So definitely going to be checking that out as well. Definitely give a shout-out again to the Live by Terrence Network, my lovely wife, the CEO, co-CEO, Wendy, DJ Dunier, Casey in the main event. It's a pleasure to be able to work with them. Also, want to give love out to our children and our fans and everybody that support the Live by Terrence Network on Desert Storm Radio. And I just want to thank DJ Clue, Seeds, Culture, Fenster Baby for allowing us to be on their network. Their network is major. This is the number one radio network in the world. They are doing some big things. We are doing some big things. And also I want to mention Friday I will be DJing at the Irish Bread Pub in West Point, Georgia. Going to be putting it down on the ones and twos. The Desert Storm Boys will be in the building again that night. If you happen to be in the area or the Atlanta area, drive a few miles down south. Come party with us at the Irish Bread Pub. We'll be spending some EDM, hip-hop, rap, throwing some trap there. That's how we get down. Forces of hip-hop, definitely salute to them. Columbus G.A., in the building. That's how we get down. Y'all can check us out on our website, www.livebyterrence.com. Go to our social media pages on Facebook, IG, Twitter. Also, go on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Leave us some feedback. They get some feedback going on on our iTunes page. Again, thank you all for tuning in. I hope everybody had a happy 4th. And I want to play something from Stuart Scott's speech that he gave years ago before he passed away. This speech is very touching. And it's always good to hear good inspirational speeches because we we hear so much hate. Sometimes it's good to hear something that's like music to your ears. And it's very important that we can listen to something like that. Stuart Scott was was a great man. Uh, He died of cancer. Also, I definitely want to give a shout-out to my homeboy, T-Coy. Nine years ago, he passed away on this day uh, due to a heart attack. And I don't want to forget as well, I don't want to forget Quentin Groves. Quentin Groves was a former Auburn player. He played at Auburn University, and he played at – uh, Jacksonville, uh, he was born on this day, so happy birthday to him. He also passed away uh, last year uh, due to a heart attack. But we're going to close out tonight's show with a speech that Stuart Scott gave at the Ethics. 
back in 2014. And I just don't want anybody to lose hope. And like I said, that that speech or the commentary was personal from me and doesn't reflect anybody on this network at all. But you all have a God-blessed day. See you all again. Peace. More than 21 years ago on March 4th, 1993, at the first annual ESPY Awards, Jim Valvano was awarded the inaugural Arthur Ashe Courage Award. Jimmy V's acceptance speech that night has now become legendary as a singularly moving testament to the strength and beauty of the human spirit. Our world lost that great man only two months later, but make no mistake, Jimmy V continues to inspire countless others even today. Through his generosity of spirit, he made us laugh and cry, and maybe most importantly, think. That very same year in 1993, a talented young journalist named Stuart Scott joined ESPN. Stuart would soon become one of the most recognizable and beloved Sports Center anchors ever, and forever change the tone and language of sports broadcasting. But he didn't just add phrases like booyah and cooler than the other side of the pillow to the lexicon. He brought his wit, his attitude, and a lust for life all his own. In November 2007, sadly, Stuart was diagnosed with cancer. True to his form, Stuart shared his experiences fighting this disease with us while managing to do extraordinary things in the face of seemingly unsurmountable odds. Stuart's journey has been full of great challenges, but even greater has been the love from his family. And like the great man his award is named for, Stewart has never, ever given up. Are you ready, young man? Yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday in Baltimore, Maryland. Doctor visits have become routine for Stuart Scott. But today is different. Today, he finds out if he qualifies for an experimental treatment a trial he's already been rejected from twice before. But giving up has never been an option for Stewart. Since he was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer in 2007, he has refused to back down. First thought was, I'm gonna die. And about probably five seconds later, I'm gonna die and I'm gonna leave Taylor and sit. I don't want them to be without a dad. Cancer kills you. People die from cancer. Stewart would not allow the disease to dictate how he lived. And for seven years, he's continued to battle. He's a fighter, and when I say he's a fighter, he's mentally, physically, emotionally. He has a lot of things to fight for, and he has a lot of help in that fight. He's an inspiration to me. I have to feel as much as I can like I don't have cancer. Although, I think about cancer 20 times a day. But his true focus remains on the most important thing in his life, his family. Oh! Way to go, girl! One thing that Stuart may never really understand is the impact that he has had on people all around the world. There are a lot of people that see him as a beacon of light and something that they can relate to. I hear you're in the fight, too. Yeah. I'm seven years in. Are you? Yep. Well. Do what you want to do. All right? Yep. Hang in there, brother. Thank you very much. Hang in there. We're thinking about you, right? Are we going to be on television? We might be. You ought to tell me that. What's good? Sports Center Roland Stewart Scott here. We got more of us. I think what he does is all the things that, as his close friend, I want to say, stop doing. Stop working out so hard, stop traveling so much. Why are you doing so many sports centers? But it's what keeps him going. So Stewart pushes on. That is how he wins. I hear from people every day. He's on TV and he's doing what he loves. They take strength from the fact that he has not been paralyzed by his illness and that he's decided to live life on his own terms. After being rushed to the hospital during the NBA Finals a year ago, Stewart vowed to make it back here. 
Thank you very much, and congratulations again to the now five-time champion, San Antonio Spurs. So this year, on Father's Day, Game 5 was about more than just a championship. It was about family. Instead of sending you home tomorrow, I get to go home with you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yay, Spurs. When people ask me, are you worried or are you scared? I've never really been really worried because he's always told me, he's always had the most confidence ever, and he's always told me that he's going to get through it and that we're going to get through it together. She knows what I'm going through. And if I can work hard, it's not just being the best, it's working hard. It's her knowing that I'm, that I'm working hard for this. I want her to take that with her. Back at Johns Hopkins, Stewart finally receives word about the clinical trial. Good enough. Everything okay. is a go. Yeah. So there we go, clinical study. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't want you to leave. Will you hold my hand? Fighting is winning. Not quitting. Not saying, oh, I have cancer. Or I can't do anything. I'm just going to lay down and, and cry a pity party for myself. That, to me, is the only way you lose. Oh, won't you stay with me? Because you're... fighting it for seven years, so that sucks. You've had to deal with it for seven years. I've been fighting it for seven years, so that's good. Seven years, you've, you've battled it. And if, if losing the battle is passing away, then I guess I haven't lost the battle. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to present the 2014 Jimmy V. Perseverance Award to Stuart Scott. Thank you. You know, tomorrow all my boys are going to be like, yo, man, I saw you at the SVs with Peyton Manning, Money Mayweather, and KD. I'm going to be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jack Bauer saved the world, and he introduced me. 24 is my favorite TV show of all time, so Kiefer Sutherland, thank you very much. I am very honored. Every day I am reminded that our life's journey is really about the people who touch us. When I first heard that I was going to be honored with this reward, the very first thing that I did was I was speechless, briefly. I've presented this award before. I mean, I've watched in awe as Kay Yao and Eric Legrand and all these other great people grace this stage. And although intellectually I get it, I'm a public figure, I have a public job, I'm battling cancer, hopefully I'm inspiring. At my gut level, I really didn't think that I belonged with those great people. But I listened to what Jim Valvano said 21 years ago. The most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech anywhere. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Those great people didn't. Coach Valvano didn't. So to be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I'm not special. I just listen to what the man said. I listen to all that he said, everything that he asked of us, and that's to build the V Foundation. And let me tell you, man, it works. I'm talking tangible benefits. You saw me in that clinical trial. Now, here's the thing about that. Coach Valvano's words 21 years ago, helping me and thousands of people like me right now, direct benefits. That's why all of this, why we're here tonight, that's why it's so important. 
I also realized something else recently. You heard me kind of allude to it in the piece. I said, I'm not losing. I'm still here. I'm fighting. I'm not losing. But I got to amend that. When you die, that does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. So live, live, fight like hell. And when you get too tired to fight, then lay down and rest and let somebody else fight for you. That's also very, very important. I can't do this don't give up thing all by myself. I got thousands of people on Twitter and on the streets who encourage me. I got these amazingly wonderful people at ESPN. I got corporate executives, my bosses, this is true, who will text message me. And they'll say, hey, I uh, heard you had chemotherapy today. You want me to stop by on the way home from work and pick you up something to eat and bring it to you? Seriously? Who does that? <laughs> Whose boss does that? My bosses do that. But even with all that, the fight is still much more difficult than I even realized. What you didn't see in the piece is what's gone on probably the last 10 days. I just got out of the hospital this past Friday. Seven days stay. Man, I crashed. I had liver complications. I had kidney failure. I had four surgeries in a span of seven days. I had tubes and wires running in and out of every part of my body. And guys, when I say every part of my body, every part of my body. As of Sunday, I didn't even know if I'd make it here. I couldn't fight. But doctors and nurses could. The people that I love, my friends and family, they could fight. My girlfriend, who slept on a very uncomfortable hospital cot by my side every night, she could fight. The people that I love did last week what they always do. They visited, they talked to me, they listened to me, they sat silent sometimes. They loved me. And that's another one of the components of the B Foundation. This whole fight, this journey thing is not a solo venture. This is something that requires support. I called my big sister Susan a few days ago. Why? I needed to cry. It was that simple. And I know that I can call her. I can call my other sister Cynthia, my brother Stephen, my mom and dad, and I can just cry. And those things are very important. I have one more necessity. Yeah, it's really two. Two very vibrant, intelligent, beautiful young ladies. The best thing I've ever done, the best thing I will ever do, is be a dad to Taylor and Sydney. It's true. I can't ever give up because I can't leave my daughters. Yes, sometimes I embarrass them. Sometimes they think I'm a tyrant. That's a direct quote. There is an adjective that describes tyrant too, but I'm not going to go there. But Taylor and Sydney, I love you guys more than I will ever be able to express. You two are my heartbeat. I am standing on this stage here tonight because of you. My oldest daughter, Taylor, I wanted her to be here, but college sophomore, summer school, second semester, starting this week. Baby girl, I love you, but you go do you. You go do that. My littlest angel is here, my 14-year-old. Sydney, come up here and give Dad a hug because I need one. I want to say thank you, ESPN. Thank you, ESPYs. Thank all of you. Have a great rest of your night and have a great rest of your life.